Welcome, Wildcat fans, to Play Ball, the daily Wildcat baseball and softball podcast. I'm Sean Fagan, sports and opinions writer at the Daily Wildcat, and I'll be filling in for host Ari Koslow today. You'll be hearing from members on the sports desk as we report and recap what you need to know this season. All right, here we go. I am joined today by sports writer Seth Libwin. Seth, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Sean. It was a busy week for Arizona baseball and softball. So I say let's let's get into it and break it down and see what we thought and see what we you know the future looks like for the teams. Definitely. And uh, welcome back, everybody, too. We had a little bit of a spring break, but as Seth said, we're going to get right into it. All right. So as you just said, Seth, let's go back a little bit in time. So we'll start with baseball. So the Frisco College Baseball Classic. Arizona, if I could say, tore it up, won all four games, beat Oklahoma twice, beat Dallas Baptist, as well as Missouri. So, Seth, I know you were on this. I know this is your thing. So go for it. Hit me with everything that you got. Yeah, so I will, I'm just going to put I'll just put baseball together, the Frisco College Baseball Classic and their last uh, four games over the weekend. And the Frisco College Baseball Classic was definitely a positive for Arizona. Number one, they lit up the scoreboards. Three of the four games, they scored in double digits. And in one of them, they scored 20 runs. You know, scoring 20 runs in baseball is usually the team who scores, you know, 20 runs wins. And that was the case for Arizona. That game was also started by, I believe, Chase Silseth, who is the ace for the Wildcats, and he did not have his best outing. So if, you know, they can still win a game when their ace doesn't have a great outing, that's, you know, good sign for them. But, you know, the bats were alive, and that was a really good road trip for them. Then this past weekend, they came back and had a, they played, high, played at high Corbett, and it was kind of weird scheduled. It was originally supposed to be four against Wichita State. Then about a week ago, it was changed to just three. They'd be playing, then play, and they would play Air Force on Sunday. Then last minute, Wichita State canceled the Saturday night game. So they really only played two games with Wichita State, then two games with Air Force. So it was kind of a two-game, two-game series. And of the four games together, they went two and two. So, you know, Sean, if you want to add anything to to that, that's kind of, you know, the quick synopsis of, you know, the breakdown and, you know, very busy schedule for the baseball team. No, definitely. So what I really liked was how – we talked about a couple weeks ago with that series they had against Southeastern Louisiana, where it was good that they won all the games. And then we talked about how, okay, as long as they're able to split some of these series or take it by at least a one game majority, that's good. But I was blown away by how the, they made the Frisco college classic look easy. I mean, it just seemed as if it was no competition. Every team that they faced the, nobody could stop them. And up until the game on March 12th against Wichita state, I believe they're riding like a nine game win streak, which is especially incredible in college baseball. When you know you factor travel, you're not always going to be playing at home. Heck, sometimes you're not even going to be playing at the other team's stadium. As we saw in the Frisco Classic, you're going to be playing in a completely neutral site. So I wanted to ask you, though, Seth, in light of all of that, up until they lost that one game to Wichita State on March 12th by one point. What do you feel has been leading this team into such a successful direction? Because as they started off at Ball State, they were two and two. They didn't look like they really had anything going for them. And then all of a sudden they just exploded. So if you could just take me through, what do you feel has been the cause of success for the baseball team after these amazingly successful series they've had? The easy answer would be hitting, but the correct answer I think would be the bullpen. When the they've gotten some good starting pitching this year, but every time uh, coach, you know, Jay Johnson goes to the bullpen. It just shuts the game down. Like yesterday's game was a great example. When TJ Nichol- when T- when TJ Nichols was pulled from the game and Coach Johnson put in Preston Price, 
it was a 4-4 game. Arizona would score, the, you know, 10. Wichita State would, you know, score one more run after Arizona scored another 10. So it's just – they the bullpen just comes in and shuts the game down and gives the offense the chance to, you know, come back, regain the lead. And Coach Johnson has the confidence that those guys will come in, you know, either maintain a lead or, you know, keep the, late, keep the lead. Or if they're down, they'll keep it in a place where they're able to come back. So I would say the bullpen, you know, up until now has, you know, been a real – shining star for this team. And then when you look at it too, as you just pointed out, one thing that was really getting going was the offense. Cause at first in those first few games against ball state, they were pretty stagnant. They were low scoring, even against a little few of the games in Southeastern Louisiana, they weren't really scoring. But then as we just said, you know, against the Oklahoma Dallas Baptist, Missouri, Wichita state, the bats just started coming alive and it was incredible. And speaking of that then on offense, because as you just noted, that could be one of the reasons that they were doing so well. Who do you feel has emerged as a player that maybe at the beginning we weren't really watching, but now it's somebody that has made a statement to say they're here to stay. They're somebody that can be a factor. If you could pick one or even like a couple players on offense, who would you say has really given Arizona that spark? I'd say first baseman Brandon Bossier came into the season with some hype, but he's lived up to it. But a guy who's, you know, maybe not, you know, a power hitter is um, but he finds a way just to get on base is Kobe Cotto, the second baseman. Um, what may, whether it's hit, getting on, hit it, getting hit by pitches, getting walks, the guy just finds a way to get on base, which makes, which makes him a good, he, he's been, you know, he hit lead off yesterday, but he's been down, you know, in the bottom of the order, almost kind of a, you know, a two lead off, you know, guy at the top who gets on base and the guy at the bottom type idea. And I would just say Kobe Cotto, you know, every game I've been to, I swear he's on base two or three times. So I would say him. So they just, you know, as a team though, they just find a way to get on base move them over and score runs. Well, they're going to need all of that, especially for what we're going to talk about next. So one of the things I love to discuss always, of course, is predictions, especially early on in the season. Everybody always likes to talk about who's the who team and what's going to happen, who's the best. So right now, as it sits, Arizona is 12 and four, even though they did fall out of the rankings, as I just checked, a few minutes ago they're no longer like technically in the top 25 but after a 12 and 4 start after starting barely 500 i i still think they're one of the best teams out there so from right now if you want to say if you can make a prediction college world series i know this is something we talk about every year with arizona whether they can make it back whether or not but as of right now where it stands if you could would you say this team looks like they may be able to make it back there so super early on with these games, yes or no, what you got? I would say when they play their best baseball, yeah. I mean, this is super hard to predict. This is like predicting the final four for basketball. I guess, you know, with any of those top, any of these top teams, you know, if they play their best three or four games, they can make it. But I mean, I, I don't know. It's so tough to make and you have to go through so many levels. I mean, it's a really, it's a, it's a good team, but you know, the, I, some things is, you know, they need to, you know, make less errors that, you know, the games they lose is because their errors pop up and lets the other team score runs. But I couldn't give you an answer on college world series. I mean, as a, as a betting man, you know, to, to say that this team's going to make, you know, to say any team's going to make the college world series, you know, the, the smart bets to say no and take the field. But, you know, I mean, I, it'd be cool to see this team, you know, make it there. I hope they do. But, you know, to say that I think they're going to make it is, it's kind of it was a little outlandish at this point. So what I will say is this. I do believe that the offense has finally gotten going. As you, many of these games, they're scoring double-digit runs, some up to 20. But what I always say will win you a series, especially get you to the College World Series, is that bullpen, especially relief, 
That's got to stay active. That's got to be on fire. And to start the season, it really was sort of a, a weak spot for this Arizona team. And you can even see it throughout some of the games. Yeah, they may they may score 20 runs, but Oklahoma scored 13. And they scored 15 against Dallas Baptist, but they scored eight. And they scored eight runs against Wichita State, but then they countered still with five. So I think if that bullpen can lock it down in those crucial five through eight innings, then I think this can be a team that can make a run at it. Like I said, may, like win it, I can't make that prediction yet. But make a run, I will stay confident with that and say that I think they can make a run. So on to the next series, though, as we have just capped on. They are going to be playing, arguably, one of the best teams in college baseball. I think they're in the top 15 with the most current rankings from my neck of the woods in Los Angeles, UCLA. So I want to know from you, Seth, what would you say, first time on the road at an opponent's stadium, what would you say are the keys to victory for Arizona as they go and take on UCLA up there in Westwood? So you cut out a little bit on me, but I think what you said was, you know, what are the keys to, you know, going up there, going to Westwood and getting a series victory? Is that what I kind of think you said? See. Okay. Um, yeah, UCLA was very highly ranked to start the season. They've been inconsistent this year, though. Um, but again, let's remember, they're 10 and 5, but let's remember, the season is still early. Pac-12 play has not started. I would say for Arizona, I mean, for Arizona, the keys are, are, you know, to win, just like every other team to win a game. You know, if they score runs and, and they're starting pitcher, I think starting, starting pitching is going to be, you know, important for them. Cause you know, the, while the bullpen has some good guys, I wouldn't say it's the deepest, you know, they've got Preston Bryce and Randy Abshire and Vince Finale, who are three good guys, but you know, if you don't want to have to run those guys out every day, so if they can get some starting pitching that, you know, can go deep into games. I think that's really important for them. You know, that's what I would say are the keys to the, you know, keys to get into Westwood and get a series victory. I will agree with you 100%. And now what I really want to talk about is softball. One of the most exciting teams, one of my favorite teams right now at the university, but we do need to take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsor. Welcome daily Wildcat listeners to the Wildcat Weekly Recap Podcast. This weekly news podcast will highlight and bring you up to date on all University of Arizona news you may have missed in the last week. I'm your host, Maggie Rockwell, Assistant News and Science Editor, and I'll keep you informed and in the know. Listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere you stream. This is a daily Wildcat news production online all the time at dailywildcat.com. That was a word from our sponsor. If you are interested in working for the Daily Wildcat and are a University of Arizona student, visit dailywildcat.com slash apply now. Like what you hear and want to get this type of content in your inbox? Sign up for our weekly themed newsletters at dailywildcat.com slash newsletter sign up. All right, and we are back with Seth. Okay, so softball. As we know, it was their first big road trip. And when I say big road trip, I don't mean just in the teams they play, but in what they had to do. So they went to Florida. They played in three different cities, four different teams over the course of a very long week. And in total, they were able to wrap up the series going four and three against multiple teams. So let's just try and like break it down by each team. So South Florida was their first opponent, played them two times, absolutely crushed them. They outscored them 19 to one run rule in five innings really didn't seem like a competition. So what do you take away from those first two games? Yeah, those were, you know, two good games. Like you said, run ruled them, you know, pitch, starting pitching was good. Typical Arizona game. They scored a ton of runs and, you know, made it a quick game. They didn't, you know, 
play around with them. You know, it was a good way to start the road trip. And then, as we all know, a little tear rolled down my eye uh, for the next game. Uh, University of Central Florida noted their first ranked opponent that they face of the year, and they lost. First loss of the season, 2 nothing. They were shut out. I think they only got three hits. It really just seemed as if they struggled a lot. Wasn't a lot going on from from the very first pitch after UCF got out with the one nothing lead. It, it just didn't look like there was anything Arizona could do. So I don't know. Like, what did you like from that game, Seth? Did you feel like they had a chance or did you kind of feel like how I felt when after one inning, how it looked? UCF's pitching, the momentum just wasn't in their favor. It just seemed from the first pitch it was not going to go well. No, I get what you're saying. Sometimes you can sense early in the game, you know, when a pitch, you know, pitcher's feeling it that, you know, Mike, it's going to be touch, tough to hit the tough to hit the softball. But, you know, I mean, UCF's a good team. You know, I don't think there's a whole lot of shame in losing that game. You know, they're, they're there was a grueling road trip and they lost and they lost a game. They're going to lose games this season. So, you know, I, I wouldn't take too many, you know, things away from it. You know, that's that's softball, especially when you're playing as many games as they do. They're going to lose games. It just happens. So Seth has been saying this to me for a long time, and I didn't want to say anything till now, but I didn't want to think they were going to lose. I was like, maybe they can keep winning. Maybe they could go undefeated in this road trip. Heck, maybe they'd be the first team to go undefeated in the season. I don't know if any other team's done it, but I just like this team so much. I didn't want to see it happen, but it did. I cried my tears. It's fine. Okay, so rebound, though. After they played that game, they had one day off. Went down to Florida AM. And again, as we expected, smaller school, smaller program, crushed them, eight nothing, run rule. I'm sure you'll say the same thing, Seth. Are we really surprised? They were probably upset. First loss of the season. Whoever the next team was, unfortunately, was just going to get the worst from Arizona. They were just going to go out there, probably a little angry, frustrated, and just dominate. I mean, no, 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 no. You're you're completely right. You know, good way to bounce back. And they got a day off in between. So, I mean, they're arresting people. So yeah, no, that's expected. And then after that, though, more tough times as they rolled into Tallahassee to play Florida State, one of the best teams in the country, ranked number 15 at that time. And they lost that series. So not only did this road trip, they suffered their first loss, but suffered their first series loss. And again, against a really good team. And it again, these games, Arizona just looked out of sorts. They lost the first one, two to four. They won the next one, one nothing, but then they lost the next one, shut out for the second time in a little less than a week, two nothing. And from so to sum up this entire road trip, then Seth, I want to get your opinion on this first. So the first ranked team that Arizona plays, they lose. And then the second series of playing a ranked team, they lose the series. Now, we all, as we talked about before, we know they're going to always crush smaller schools or programs that really aren't ranked, but if they want to talk about, you know, going to Oklahoma State to play for a national title, they're going to be seeing these teams again. So I just want to know from this series, as we saw them now struggling against ranked teams and losing pretty badly to some of them. Do you think the softball team may be in a bit of trouble? Uh, no, I do not. Number number one is Florida State's a good team in Tallahassee. I mean, that's a long way away from Tucson. They're pl- they're coming off, and it's a really long road trip. They're com- they're going all around for it. It's not like they just were in Tallahassee. Um, they did win a game. The games were close too. You know, if they got swept, then maybe it's a different story. They were able to snatch a game out of there. Um, again, Florida State is you know they're like the fifteenth best team in the country. So I don't you know I wouldn't say that you know I you know if they come and you know they play at Washington uh, starting Friday. You know if that you know if they struggle in this series, then you know maybe you could have some worries creep up, but. 
you know, again, you know, Sean, I know how, you, you know, you want them to win every game. I want them to win every game, but I do. Yeah. You're going to lose series to these good teams, especially after long road trips, especially away from home. So, you know, no, I still think this team's very, very good and has a chance to win it all this year. I, I just little road bumping, you know, hopefully they get, you know, they get, get some time off and, you know, go up there and go to Seattle and, you know, have a you know, good bounce back series. Wow. So I'm actually going to take a little bit more of a pessimistic uh, point of view than sadly, because I, I really do like this team, but I am a little worried. I do think this was significant. And here's why. The one thing I said before I was talking with somebody a long time ago on their podcast with this team is that this softball team will pour on the offense early on. This is what they do. They'll score like five or six runs within the first two innings, and then they'll score another three and then run rule you immediately. But if you are a team that can hold Arizona off the scoreboard for at least the first few innings, then the game is competitive. And that's what these teams did. I mean, they were shut out by UCF and then Florida state held them to only two runs. And then they held, and then even though they won one game, they only scored once. And then again, they were shut out again. So my fear is that if this offense doesn't get going soon, then later in a game, they haven't really been a comeback team. Maybe they will now because they've been tested over four times with this whole Florida road trip. But that's the thing I'm nervous about is that they have yet, I know we had that one game a long time ago against Oregon state where they came back, but again, it was at home. Oregon state really isn't a good team. These teams were, and they were not able to pull that comeback victory. And if you want to win college softball world series, you're not going to win every game or you're not going to be up every game. You have to try and come back. So I'm hoping for that, but on a positive note, actually a really big thing, really significant happened on this road trip and that was at Florida A&M when Jesse Harper hit two home runs and she became only uh, the, I believe, the like fifth player um, to have 80 home runs ever, like in her entire NCAA career. And I think five of them are from Arizona. So, I mean, that's pretty big, Seth, even if I, I do believe this may be your last season, even if they don't win at all. I mean, as a team, you have to celebrate somebody like Harper accomplishing a feat like that, which is so huge in sport today. No, no, I completely agree. Congrats. Congratulations to her. You know, That's an incredible accomplishment, you know, especially with la last year, you know, being limited that she still is able to, you know, break that record. I mean, hats off and incredible career. But I wanted to get back to, you know, something you were saying about, you know, not the not being able to come back. And I completely, I, I agree with that point, you know, almost kind of, you know, we're kind of taking a little different sizes, you know, I, I'm not pressing the panic button yet. And, you, you know, you're kind of, you know, kind of getting close to, you my know, hands break, hovering, it's break, hovering. break glass if, you know, where you think, you know, but I do understand, you know, it would be cool for them to get that, you know, that signature, you know, we talk about, in, you know, in the NFL or in college football, you know, team needs that signature win. You know, and it, it would be, you know, it would be nice for them to go into Florida State, you know, go in there and, you know, win two out of three in that series. And that would have been a real, you know, statement win. So I do understand where you're coming from, but, you know, they've got a lot of, you know, a lot of games left, a lot of series left to, you know, get that statement win and, you know, to right the ship a little bit. So, but yeah, you know, I, I still think that, you know, this would be a very, very fun team that, you know, on any given night can absolutely light up the scoreboard. So speaking of that, you want to talk about statement wins and you hinted on it earlier. I do believe they have the opportunity to do that because as you said, they are going to Washington on March 19th. They will play the Huskies for four games. And actually on Saturday, 
it's going to be a doubleheader, which I believe will be their first doubleheader of the year. And the most recent rankings aren't out yet, but the last they were, Washington is ranked number eight in the country. So again, this is no cupcake team. This is no rando showing up to Arizona and them, you know, kicking the crap out of them by scoring like 18 runs. This is a real powerhouse, real dominant team. And as you just said, I think they need their first statement win against a really good team because they they haven't had that yet because their first test, let's just be honest, I'm sorry to say it, they failed. They lost to UCF. They lost to series Florida State. So then on that note, Seth, what do you think is, what is your definition of a statement win in the series? Is it is it splitting the series? Is it 3-1? Heck, is it sweeping it? Is it some signature play? What is it you think will define this series for the Wildcats as they go to Washington? I mean, I would say a, a three, a, you know, winning three out of four series win. You know, if they went up there and won two games, I don't think anybody would be unhappy. You know, if, you know, I, they, you know, lose them all or if they only won, win one, then, you know, maybe there's some, you know, some questions could be asked. But I, I do, you know, being eighth in the country, I don't think they're going to go up there and win all four. It doesn't seem realistic, but I think that would be really making a statement to the rest of Pac-12 and the country if they went up there and won three out of four against a really good Washington team. You know, I, I would say, you know, if they could win both those games on Saturday, if you can beat a team twice in one day, that's just that's just like demoralizing to the other team. I agree with you there. Double headers are always difficult to win. It usually they're always split, but if somebody wins both, I mean, you basically just say like game set match. That series is over. Even if you have a game the next day, you just talked about it. The demoralization of losing twice in the same day to one team can hurt pretty bad. So, and as you noted too, it's time. Pac-12 is opening up. It's going to be conference games for the majority from here on out. And this is to see who wins that Pac-12 title mm-hmm. near the end. Like, who's going to put themselves in the best position? I really hope it's this team because, as you know, I'm rooting for this team. But, unfortunately, Seth, we are out of time. I do want to thank you, though, for being here with me. It has been fun. And to everybody out there, this has been Play Ball, the Daily Wildcat baseball and softball podcast. <laughs> thank you, everyone involved in making this show, including sports editor Jacob Minuti assistant sports editor and your usual host, Ari Koslow, managing editor and producer, Pascal Albright, editor-in-chief, Sam Burdett, the Daily Wildcat Sports Desk, and the Daily Wildcat, online all the time at dailywildcat.com. And listeners like you, we truly and genuinely thank you. Subscribe, rate, comment, and share. This has been Play Ball, the Daily Wildcat Baseball and Softball Podcast.